and at 7.30 on Mondays. Check in live on the telephone with R.W. Estella. Good morning, R.W. Good morning, Allison. English Renaissance philosopher and pioneer of modern political science, Thomas Hobbes included among his friends the Italian astronomer Galileo Galilei and the French mathematician René Descartes. In his best-known work, Leviathan, or the Matter, Form, and Power of a Commonwealth, Hobbes defended secular monarchy. He has been called the father of materialism, his system reducing all events, even those of thought and memory, to some species of physical motion. Part two of Leviathan presents varied approaches to the idea of government. Quote, They that are discontented under monarchy, Hobbes says, call it tyranny, and they that are displeased with aristocracy call it oligarchy. So also they which find themselves grieved under a democracy call it anarchy, which signifies the want of government. And yet I think no man believes that want of government is any new kind of government. Close quote. Writing 360 years ago, Hobbes's ultimate concern was with that ever-fickle relation between human nature and government, the one believing itself to be relatively changeable and the other being seen as relatively static. Of course, human nature also tends to be somewhat predictable, and government will, in fact, surprise us in its stretching and flexing from time to time. One such time just might be coming up sooner than a lot of us expect, and more than a few of us will probably be caught completely unaware. What I mean is the thing that thus far has been hulking casually about under the vague title of health insurance reform. Last week and the week before, the United States Supreme Court and the United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit, respectively, helped advance what will be the greatest spike in insurance business ever in this country. Monday, a week ago, the United States Supreme Court granted the Obama administration's request to hear challenges to the proposed health insurance reform law and to rule on those challenges before July 2012. Only days before, the United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit became the third federal appellate court to rule that the law's individual mandate, which requires United States citizens to buy health insurance or else pay a penalty, was a valid exercise of Congress's authority to regulate interstate commerce. Charles Lane, editorial page staff member at the Washington Post, summarized the most interesting aspect of the issue before our highest court in the land as this, quote, The question before the Supreme Court is whether Congress's power to regulate the national marketplace implicitly includes the power to require citizens to buy a certain product. This is quite unprecedented, close quote. A larger question in my mind is, how many United States citizens are currently unaware that if this mandate is declared legal, that they will, by 2014, when the mandate is scheduled to take effect, be required to buy health insurance or otherwise pay penalties for not buying health insurance? Note how we as a population have been hearing virtually nothing about this from the insurance companies, who stand to have millions of new customers they otherwise never would have had? Stay tuned for more on this in future editions of A Word in Edgewise. From Orono, Maine, have a great Thanksgiving. I got a letter in an old mailbox I forgot I had Had a little truck stop and a ready
once and then I read it again.